This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club, where we are talking about betting on yourself today. What a good one. I mean, it's actually really timely, I feel like, for uh, where we're at right now. Betting on yourself can mean so many different things. Um, For sure. I don't know. Where does that word or that like phrase even come from? Like, So much of like the experiences that I had before I like really trusted myself was me trying to decide like what, what group do I want to attach myself to? Mm. Like what thought process, whether that was like in the beauty business, it had a lot to do with like the manufacturer that I worked for, the products that I used, or maybe it was like the salon that I worked at or, you know, like... I've noticed so much about how like very tribal I am. Yeah. You know, like that I like being um, part of a collective or a tribe. And something I'm noticing so much right now is that like I'm kind of creating my own tribe and constantly reevaluating what that means and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And that it's so fascinating the more you bet on and trust your own judgment instead of like wanting to belong to another tribe and being like, because I remember especially with Aveda, like when I started going to Aveda shows and Congress and all of these things and I was like a part of that, I was like, oh, this is my tribe, you know, like I want to be, yeah, like in this. And I feel like, you know, Cults get a really bad rap, right? Like they're not that, but in that not, and I'm not like calling anything specific a cult. I'm just saying tribal mentality does hit these things inside of you where you start to look outside of yourself where you're like, okay, so if I'm a hashtag fill in the blank makeup artist, what does that mean? You know, like, what do I need to, what products do I need to use? What tools do I need to use? What, what's a career path? What's, how do I get further into the tribe? And that is so cool because what inevitably ends up happening is that people start to differentiate what they want to do from what the tribe's doing. Mm -hmm. And then there's this like handful of people that start to spin off. And then when you're in the tribe and people spin off, you kind of judge them. Yeah. And you're like, well, what? They don't want to be in our tribe anymore, you know? Right. And and oftentimes you love Traitors, people, you know? Yeah. And well, there it's either a traitor mentality or they go off and do something and you're like, wow, that's really fucking cool, you know? Yeah. Like, and you see them like step alongside the tribe, sometimes move into something totally different around the tribe. And then all of a sudden it kind of becomes okay. And then they've got their own thing going and then they're starting their own tribe. And it creates all of these businesses, you know, like, first of all, and that that on an organic level is okay. 
But now that I've started to break out of a lot of the tribal influences that like helped me so much in the beauty business in this new business that I'm in, I see so many times where I've totally given my power away because I'm used to being in the tribe mm-hmm. and not the person creating the tribe. And tribes are lots of people. It's not always one person, you know, but there is like a intention, a vision, a thing that happens and that I am learning how not to just give it all away. Right. Like that there's something that comes with trusting yourself, betting on yourself and deciding to create something that has your version of the way you want the tribe to look, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, that it's a, it's a subtle difference. But when I look back over, especially like my career life, um, I see those threads so clearly now about what happened when Laurie started to trust herself and then bet on herself and then invest money in herself and then decide it was okay to invest all of her working hours in doing things for herself. You know, like that, that transforms things to a different space and takes so much trust that was never there when I allowed the tribal sense of things to like support me and hold me and answer those questions for me. Mm -hmm. And you know some about this too, because yeah, badass beauty. Well, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Tribe. No, um, I mean, I've been part of like another tribe for so long and I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. You know, it's not all happy. Like I'm I'm excited about my transition into badass beauty and working with a different manufacturer altogether. And like, Mm -hmm. so yes, those things are happy and exciting, but like it comes along with this totally other set of, um, like bitter, sweet, um, feelings about Mm -hmm. everything. Um, because I am a very tribal person. Yeah. I, um, I, I love nothing more than being like on a team in a group. And like that whole saying of, if you want to go quick, go alone. Mm -hmm. If you want to go far, go as a team. Like I do truly believe in that. So like me going out on my own is like definitely scary because I won't have that team anymore necessarily. Um, but then I think like, that's not true. It's not true. I still have a tribe. Sure. It just looks different. Yeah. Um, but my tribal mentality before my new tribal mentality, um, is that I'm nothing without this tribe, Yeah, you know, and that this tribe defines me and, um, it, I, I never felt empowered to bet on myself. Mind blow right there. So you never felt empowered to bet on yourself. Who was empowering that or not? Like whose responsibility is it to empower you to bet on yourself? Um, I would venture to say it's the um, leader. See, I would always say that it was you in the first place. I mean, yes, but I'm talking like if I had a company of employees I would want to empower those employees, of course, to bet on themselves and to, you know what I mean? Well, and then I'm saying it's all about the quality of the leader then. Right. Which oftentimes 
when you're part of a tribal culture, you only know about the leader, what they are willing to let you see, you know, like that. And that is always the challenge, right? So when we talk about tribal cultures and mentalities, a lot of times tribe has this connotation of it's like not somebody who's trying to get something from you or out of you Mm -hmm. and employment does, you know, like in that. But I guess what I'm getting at is like you trust yourself now more than you did in that mentality. And now that you're giving yourself that permission to trust yourself it's the only reason you can step out and create your own salon. Otherwise, you'd just be going and looking for a job at a different tribe. Correct. You know? Like, so, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not no, blaming. No. Like, I... This is a growth process. Yes. Like, yeah. And it's interesting, like, with what you were saying before, because... I would watch people leave our tribe and mm-hmm. go out and do their own things. And they felt empowered to do that. Right. I never did. So like, it's and it wasn't for, because of the leader. Right. That they felt like doing that. It's it was because, because they, of themselves. Yeah. Trusted themselves. So like, yeah. I get that it's like different for everybody. And like, that's just where I was at the time. Um, where I didn't feel empowered to do that. Um, but now I do. So it's a totally different set of circumstances. And you don't right now with badass beauty you are the sole proprietor right but with badass ladies club even like we are about to start hiring help i know i'm so excited <laughs> you guys <laughs> we freaking deserve to be supported okay <laughs> right. like i'm so excited about us being able to get some help but that in our tribe we can choose to be the leader that does empower others to bet on themselves. So if our help that we're hiring came to us at some point and couldn't do it anymore because they were being called somewhere else, that becomes our opportunity to empower them to step into that and to not be bent that our (laughs) support that we so desperately need isn't going to be there anymore. You know, like that it always is this trickle down opportunity because you are going to have lots of people that are going to end up being employed by you in one way or the other in one business or the other, you know, and that ideally people benefit from the time that they work with you. And they also expand in ways that if our company can't continue to support the expansion of where they're going, because they outgrow us, that's a really amazing thing and something to be celebrated and something that I struggled with so badly in my last career because there was no way to celebrate that. Right. It was like a betrayal. It undermined what we were creating. It put a ceiling on my personal success in that business. You know, like it made everything hard. And that is not a situation that I will ever find myself again in is not empowering people to expand to their next level. You know, you and I haven't talked about it until now um you know hey guys here's a look at like a first conversation between me and laurie um with this like you know hiring assistants i don't want them to work for us forever no not because i don't think they're awesome the people we're hiring are awesome fucking great yeah and i want them to have as much success and growth Mm -hmm. and You know, so like for me, hiring someone is never like you're in for life. Right. This is a lifetime commitment, which is how I felt 
in the past. Right. And when people left, it totally set things back and knocked us back and like had to, oh, now we have to start all over. And like, it's just, it was not a sustainable cycle. No, it it was terrible. And so moving forward with our own company, I'm just here to say like, whoever we hire, I want them to move on and grow, Yes, you know? And, and it's not like if that means with us, great. If it doesn't great. Right. You know, it's so, um, exciting though, to even be able to think about the opportunity of allowing somebody to trust themselves a lot, which, you know, if you're looking at the healing work that we're doing Mm -hmm. and intuitive healing and in breath work and in so many different things, like what we're doing is, teaching people how to come home to themselves and hear themselves and listen to themselves and make decisions based on these things, you know, that improve their quality of life so much that it's not like they don't need you anymore, but that you grow to this point that even when shit that used to wreck you comes down on you, you just handle it in a a totally different perspective, you know, and that, And that's success. And that is success. And that at a certain point with what we're doing, that also means that you're going to spend less money on my services sometimes. And that's awesome. Like, let's go on a retreat once a year. Let's do whatever once a year. But I don't want it that what I'm selling is not a codependent Band-Aid on things that aren't working out for you. It's teaching you to trust yourself. You know what? I had a therapist one time who I really liked And she just flat out told me, like, you know, my goal is to, like, never see you again. Right. Like, never. And I was like, what? Like, you don't want me to. And I was just, like, mind blown at the time that, like, I'm like, lady, I'm throwing money at you. Yeah. Like, I I want to keep coming back. She's like, yeah, that's great. But the point is for you to not need me anymore. Yeah. And that was my first introduction to that school of thought at all ever. And that that is because that's a twofold thing, right? Like sort of like the assistant. If you need support as you're going through something like go get support. And if we're talking about like my own work with my own intuitive healer, like I worked with her really heavily in March, April and May of last year, but then got to a point where we stopped working together through five or six months until I got to like this new place where I was like, yeah, this stuff's going inside on me. I need, I need to work on this. I need to pull it. And so I started working with her again, you know, mainly just cause I'm trying to like up level into this new place of expansion. And so I need support in that, but it's so cool to know that like, I get to decide what that looks like mm-hmm. and when I need that kind of support, because I do hear, I do trust, I do know, you know, um, and that it's just taken a year to be able to hear it clearly enough and trust it intensely enough that even when I'm doing things (coughs) that make zero sense, it's still totally okay. You know, um, because I trust Yeah, and it's okay to take the gamble and to bet. When I think about betting on yourself, I don't know why I think about betting on horses. I think of gambling in general, but not just horses. Isn't that funny? That's what I was meaning at the beginning of the episode is like, where did betting on yourself come from? Because I think about betting on horses or you think about gambling. So it's like you're gambling on life. Yeah. 
doing what you really in tune want to do. And that the only way you know how to do that is to tune out like all of the projections and the things you think that you're supposed to do. And that that is kind of like gambling. Put on your poker face and go for it. But it's so (laughs) cool. Um, Um, I like it. I think that betting on yourself is an extremely vulnerable state. Say more about that. I just feel like, um, and in a culture where I come from, where it is a herd mentality, you know, or a tribal mentality that betting on yourself is like jumping off a fucking cliff and not mm-hmm. knowing if there's a net to catch you. Yeah. And um, it all goes back to like what Red Fox told you all those years ago. Yeah, but you need you. Yeah. Like, yes, this herd, this tribe, like, yes, all these people need you, but you need you. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I think of betting on yourself, that's kind of where my mind goes, that it is an extremely vulnerable situation. And it feels like I'm about to jump without this safety net parachute or whatever, but I've got me and that's okay. Yeah. And, um, that the universe has me totally, you know, and this is, we need to put it in the notes. We've got to do an episode on the notes on faith. Yeah. Because that is, I've been so loving, like, yeah, you don't know if there's a net there to catch you, right? But you do know there's a net there to catch you. Yeah. You do know that you've always had what you needed. And that I know from our backgrounds and our growing up, right? Like that I have this uh, United Methodist Christian upbringing and that you have a Catholic upbringing and like mm-hmm. even went to Catholic school and stuff. And that in this conversation about faith, that faith is something I've always understood at a really deep level, right? But it was always faith in God or like belief in Jesus, you know, like that to be saved, you have to have this faith or belief in this thing. And now I feel like I see it from such a much more broad perspective, A, just from like exposure to other dogmatic religions, you know, like that they look at things very similarly where they also have faith in a being that is, you know, like a God to them that, and that faith for me so much is just believing whatever you're believing in, like fill in the blank. Cause it could mean anything. Like you could believe in gods or you could believe that the sun was coming up, but like, I have faith and believe that the net is always there to catch me. And a lot of times the net is so much better than what I was believing in before. Yes. And that I didn't want the net to catch me because I was scared because I had to fall in order to do that. Like you have to free fall with faith. You have to decide that everything is going to be okay with you and have the belief and the faith in that. And now every time I hear like a biblical scripture about faith and I think about it like that, I'm like, right on freaking Bible. Like, (laughs) yes, this is it. But it's just in this perspective where like, I believe in a higher power to always deliver to me what I'm looking for, but in a way that I would never have seen before, you know, and it's actually so much cooler than what I thought I wanted in the first place that the more I trust it, the more I have faith that it's going to be there. And then the jumping off the ledge is not so scary anymore because I have faith. And that faith sounds 
like dogmatic religion, what I'm saying, it's totally not, you know, like it is this trust in that flow, in that vibe. And then it takes away a lot of the stress and the drama or the needing to know how, you know, like I'm not so nosy about all that stuff anymore. I'm cool to just like kick back and vibe there and let things allow and come to, but all of that comes. And the only way I can bet on myself or really, really trust myself is knowing like I know anything that all of those things are going to work out in my favor. And they are, I might add, you know, like that all of the results I have to show for it since I've kind of like dropped into this place with faith, show me that that's the way it's happening. Yeah. And anybody that's got anywhere that they were trying to get to will tell you roughly the same idea of that, you know, that you just start to have that infinite trust and then it gets easier to trust. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's hard in the beginning, though. It it is really hard. And that's also not to say that when you jump, you don't hit a few branches on the way down. No. (laughs) And that those branches, branches, a lot of times are like redirecting me. Right. Something that makes more sense, you know, like um, we've, you know, we haven't talked about in a minute. What? Is that we're literally leaving for Costa Rica in like a month. Uh, A month, Jessica. I know. It's so wild. So from a year ago when we launched this uh, trip (sighs) to where we are right now, where like the flights are booked, the hotel's paid for, like everything's moving into place. How many branches have we hit with Costa Rica? So many. So many. Okay. (laughs) Like doesn't look anything like we thought it was going to look over the several evolutions that it has had over the last year. But every branch we hit, has kind of like made it better in this really interesting way, you know? Um, so yeah, like that's just, just redirection. It's actually, thank God it's not the way that we thought it was going to be. Right. Um, because overachiever high productivity conditioning, you know, like that we, it's not that it was a bad idea the way we had it structured before. It was just based on this concept of something that wasn't necessary, you know? And, um, so, yeah, I just am so appreciative of that divine guidance and presence that, like, redirects things and, like, smacks me upside the head sometimes and is like, what are you even thinking right now? Like, we're going to do it like this right. instead. Um, thank you. I needed <laughs> that. Um, so, yeah, like, trusting yourself also means trusting this greater wisdom that's there yeah. to support you. Yeah. Well, because nothing I could ever, you know— put together with my monkey brain like could ever be as great as the plan that the universe has for me well and it's like a co-creative plan yeah so your monkey brain is necessary you know like divine guidance doesn't have a lot to do in the physical world without you yeah you know like so I love I love the term co-creation me too You know, like divine inspiration, divine action, inspired guidance, all of these things don't really function in a physical world without a human to do that with, you know? And so I love that balance of, yeah, you've got to have faith, but guidance needs a physical body to pull it off, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so we get to be both and so cool. Mm-hmm. Life is cool, y'all. <laughs> it um, is cool. So how are you going to bet on yourself? Like, let's not even talk about, let's make it not about work. How are you learning how to bet on yourself? How are you learning how to trust yourself better right now? 
That's really deep. I know. Um, oh my God. I feel like work consumes me. That's a really hard question. Um, I feel like I'm learning to bet on myself in ways of getting quiet and, um, really listening to my intuition and that everything I have is within me, um, or everything I need is within me and that, um, you know, just really focus on my energy and what spirit has for me, Mm -hmm. um, that my healing journey has taken priority over a lot of different things, which is not how it used to be. Um, because I was like, hustle, 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 produce, 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 like go, go, go work, work, work. And, um, it can't necessarily like be like that anymore. Um, don't get me wrong. I can still bust a move. I could still like get it done. You choose to. Yeah. Um, and I am, (laughs) um, as we speak, but, um, Nothing can happen unless I'm okay. Yeah. You're what's holding up the house of cards. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What Um, about you? I'm trusting like this. (laughs) I don't know. This kind of maybe goes back to like, we were just talking earlier about boundaries and time, but trusting my, um, Trusting the time that I don't have scheduled Mm. because I am so used to planning things out weeks, months, years in advance. If we're looking at the retreat, you know, that this year, because of Costa Rica and like the long window of time that I'll be out of the country and it being right here at the beginning of the year, I feel like everything was like after Costa Rica, after Costa Rica, after Costa Rica, that I've done a really good job not booking out my year and that I want to not do that. You know, like that I love the um, the freedom in the open time. And what I'm finding is that the more I can leave time open, the more I have opportunities to like make decisions about what I want to do in the moment. And then it just becomes like, what's going to bring me the most joy? Yeah. And what am I going to do? Because I have the time to, and I want to do it. Um, And then when I get to that time, will I use it for something that's joy or will I squander it being, I don't know. Lazy is the wrong word, but like not do. So I could choose to hole up and watch succession or I could choose to go outside and be in nature and walk or go, you know, like, um, or read a book or do things, you know, that are going to like nurture me in different ways. And so how balanced am I? I was about to say disciplined, but I kind of hate that word, you know, (laughs) like how balanced am I in when I have this time or the opportunities to do things, what am I going to do with that time? And is it helping me evolve, shift, take better care of myself? Cause those are the things that are bringing me the most joy and that you don't get that when you schedule every minute of every day. Yeah. Then it all just becomes like stuff I have to do, even though the things I get to do right now are awesome and I want to do them, you know, like that it, it's still work. 
it's still having to show up and be present with people. And I love this mystery of like a day where I don't have anything scheduled that I intentionally don't schedule anything so I can get to it and be like, hmm, what do I feel like doing today? What a gift. It's awesome. And (laughs) truly, like, I know from where you're standing, you're like, you asshole. But (laughs) I'm still like... Give it a few months. Working. Yeah. And once you get, like, out of this transition between jobs and you have a little more control over your hours and your days, (laughs) we're going to talk about this again and you're not going to want to kick my ass. I know it. I know. (laughs) Well, see, the thing is, is that, like, I have a feeling that when you get back from Costa Rica... Like your, I don't know. We'll have to take a look at the books um, Mm -hmm. and what my schedule is like with Badass Beauty. But it's probably going to be like, you're going to want to be like, okay, we're back from Costa Rica. Let's like start something and get this done. And I'm going to be like, can I I sleep? No, but to my point though, (laughs) yes, you can sleep (laughs) because, and I don't, well, this actually does have something to do with betting on yourself and trusting yourself. I'm like, does this do what I'm point? <laughs> that most people that I'm working with right now are so tired. Yeah. Like so exhausted that it doesn't matter what brings you joy. Like you need to rest. And I went through that after I quit the day job, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, and my, um, my safe, my happy place was really busy and working. Yeah. (laughs) So I didn't have to like go inward and, you know, like check in with myself and evaluate all of these things that were going on with me. And so much of the work became how well can I rest and how well can I put things down, you know, and that that is really, really hard. And is what allows you to hear, you know? So I am actually, since we're on the subject, (laughs) another first here that we've not talked about. um, I am all for you taking some months after we come back from Costa Rica for you to have this room and space and fully expect that you're going to use the bulk of it to rest. Because that's what's best for Badass Ladies Club. Yeah. Is for you to do what's best for you because there is no agenda. I trust you, you know, like, like I trust me and I trust this like tribal thing, you know, that's going on Mm -hmm. here. Um, that that's a natural part of it. And it's cool. You know, like that, that most of the time, what we all need, especially transitioning through big things in our lives is to really rest. Well, and it just comes off of like being in survival mode. Yeah. When you're in survival mode, you can't bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't like, so it's just been my whole adult life of like just going. Yeah. And you know, like I, God, I hate people. That's like, when you say you have a headache, they're like, well, I have a migraine, you know, like, of course, that's not what I'm going for here. It is really hard to explain to people who have like office jobs Mm -hmm. of like how, what it's like to be in the beauty industry. Yeah. That, um, you know, when people are booking with you a year in advance, right. There's like a different level of obligation that you feel. Yeah. You know, it's like a whole different level. 
And then there's this, you know, when, um, for example, like if something's going on, um, like I have an OB-GYN appointment next Friday morning. Well, if something goes on with my OB-GYN appointment and I have to get it done, like during quote unquote office hours, I'm freaking You're booked. Yeah, totally. I can't just walk away from a client. If, if you want your hair done, I can't go take that call to, you know, like, whereas, you know, people with office jobs get to like sit down and like they can maybe call a doctor's office, but also like be typing on their computer and right. getting things done and blah, 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 you know, that, um, it, so I'm not like discounting like my friends with office jobs that like, I know that it's hard, but like beauty industry survival mode is a whole other level of insanity on your feet all the time and and how intense people are about their hair appointments being messed up you know yeah. like that people whatever office job you're doing people are passionate about it when you don't when you can't show up for work <laughs> but nothing like they are when you can't show up for their hair appointment you know right. like that that's a whole world of a shit storm that you step into that also requires that you have some really heavy boundaries yes you know like yeah. Yeah, no, that's true of so many people in the service industry, beauty industry, and any industry where you can't work from home. Right. Like you can't do people's hair through the computer. Right. You know, like that. it requires that you be physically present with them and delivering a service with your hands. Um, I'm sure someday, I'm sure there are robots that know how to cut hair, but I wouldn't get a haircut from them. I you know, like... No. Um, that there are very few jobs left that you can't be replaced. Yeah. Which is like a benefit, but in this case also, yeah, like makes it really difficult. I also think that that is so much a, um, a trusting yourself conversation that it means you have to turn away from some of your high achieving, high productivity values Mm -hmm. To put equal value on your health, your mental health, your room and space, yeah. the opportunity for your own healing growth and, you know, like moving into other areas like that, that is that you trusting that you are allowed to have all of those things at the expense of somebody maybe not getting their hair done. Yeah, that's what it means, you know, and that and that is counterintuitive to the way that you have been operating for 15 years. And so you are unlearning this idea that their hair is more important than your space mm -hmm. to do what you need to do, however you decide to use that time. Yeah. It's not important to them. It's important to you and you get to make those decisions. And that only happens when you trust yourself more than the judgment from whoever about not getting what it is that they want from you and need from you. Yeah. And it ain't easy. It ain't easy but it's worth it. This ain't for wusses. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's badass in all the senses. Um, but yeah, totally, totally worth it. Oh, so. Um, so yeah, like however we're betting on ourselves, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Right on. Um, I would love it so much to hear stories about how people are willing to bet on themselves and further trust themselves. Like tell us, tell us about it. Um, Post it in your stories and tag Badass Ladies Club, and we will totally repost that for you. Um, I'm, 
my hope with every episode, but definitely with like this run of episodes that we're in right now leading up to Costa Rica is that people start to expand a little bit more when they hear it, you know, or that they trust themselves a little bit more. They embrace this journey that they're on at a little bit higher level. And if that's happening, the feedback is awesome. We want to hear it. We want to hear it. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. 